Welcome to Gutsy Combos, the place to be to help you go after your best life and thrive despite your biggest struggles. My name is Natalie Beijing, and each week I will be sharing with you my tips and tricks related to health, wellness, and lifestyle. I am a Canadian entrepreneur, blogger, architectural designer, and Crohn's warrior ready to share with you all that I've got. So join me today as we get into a truly gutsy conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gutsy Combos. Today, I will be talking about an MR enterography, the prep procedure and tips that go into it. So I have been getting magnetic resonance enterographies for about four, year, four years now, ever since I had unexplainable GI symptoms related to my Crohn's disease. About five years ago, I switched to a new GI doctor, and after transitioning from my pediatric care to this adult doctor now, I essentially went for a whole set of tests, and to her surprise, she found no active disease anywhere throughout my colonoscopy or endoscopy, but I was still experiencing symptoms. So that was when my doctor decided to send me for an MRE, which is a form of MRI, so a magnetic resonance enterography. With this test, we were able to see the entire large and small intestine and found my problem area in the ileum, which is at the end of the small intestine. So without this test, I would have never been able to find this problem spot because a colonoscopy and endoscopy don't reach this part of the intestine. So over the years, I've had a few of these tests, and especially after having my surgery, they want to continue to check on this area to make sure that they can see that part where I had surgery to make sure there's no active disease again. And a few weeks ago, I had a MRE after having to wait for a while to get one because of COVID. And on Instagram, you guys had an overwhelming response to explain this procedure and explain some of my tips and tricks. So that is what I'm going to do today. So first of all, just some basics. What is an MRE? So an MRE is a magnetic resonance enterography, which is a form of an MRI. This is an imaging test which produces detailed pictures of the small intestine. So this is very helpful in discovering any inflammation, bleeding, obstructions, and other problems within the small intestine. And this exam uses a magnetic field to create detailed images of your organs. And how this works is before the exam, you have an oral and intravenous medication given to highlight the small intestine. And this drug is typically administered to decrease movement of the bowel to allow for clearer images. So why do you get an MRE versus a colonoscopy? So I touched on this briefly, and in the time leading up to my surgery in July 2018, I had severe inflammation and a stricture in the small intestine, in particularly the ileum, which is the very end of the small intestine. And at this time, I had no active disease anywhere else, so doing a colonoscopy and endoscopy was not super useful at the time for me because you couldn't see that part of the intestine. This type of test is done because it is very helpful to see the small intestine and to see parts where the endoscopy and colonoscopy don't meet. And essentially, 
that is why I was getting an MRE and why I continued to get MREs. A colonoscopy, however, has a lot of benefits because they can take biopsies from within your intestines and they can also see a little bit better because they are actually within your intestine. So this test is really helpful if you are having any small intestine problems and if maybe you don't have um, and an explanation for why you're having pain, this could be a great test for your doctors to have you do so that you can rule out if it's a possibility that you have maybe a large section of active disease like I had before my surgery that was very um, noticeable symptomatically, but they had no idea otherwise. So getting into an MRE in particular. So I'm going to first talk about preparation tips. So prep for an MRE is very simple and smooth in comparison to a colonoscopy. Every hospital has a different way of doing this, but for the most part, you're not able to drink or eat four hours before the procedure. So mine were typically done in the morning, so it's pretty easy. I just don't eat breakfast and I eat after I have my procedure. So an MRE is different from a typical MRI because they're there is some prep involved within the hospital. Typically, when you go for an MRI, you don't really do any prep beforehand. But with an MRE, you do need an IV medication that's administered to get clearer images. And you also need to go through a series of drinks and drink a series of drinks. So one thing that I want to say is if you are going for an MRE or an MRI in general, something that you should do is wear clothing with no metal in it. If you wear clothing with no metal in it, they won't typically make you change into that hospital gown unless it's absolutely necessary. So I always go in with no metal on and it makes it much more comfortable for me not having to change into a hospital gown. So when it comes to an MRE, you arrive for your appointment and essentially they give you three contrast dye drinks 20 minutes apart to help highlight the small intestine. These drinks don't really taste like much. They don't taste great, but they just taste kind of like weird water and they're clear. So be prepared when you go for this test to be at the hospital for a minimum of two, sometimes three hours, depending on how quickly they um, see you and whatnot. So the first hour is literally just doing drinks 20 minutes apart. So make sure that you bring your phone or book or something to read while you're waiting. And once you have these drinks, they will put in an IV to administer drug medication throughout the procedure. So the IV is used to administer contrast dye midway through the procedure to help with certain images. So in total, prep before your procedure is usually about an hour in hospital as long as everything goes well. And then the procedure is typically about 30 minutes itself. So when it comes to the procedure, I will get into some specific tips. So once you've had all the drinks are set up with your IV, you will be put into the MRI machine. Depending on your hospital, you will either be put in head first or feet first. I've done both depending on which hospital I've been at. And I am not a claustrophobic person, but the first time that I was put into an MRI machine, I did become very anxious. So even if you aren't claustrophobic, um, I would highly recommend that you ask for a towel over your eyes. And I've done this a few times and I find it really helpful because I make sure that I keep my eyes closed and that I'm not focusing on this tiny little thing that I'm in. And I've also been prescribed a um, anxiety medication 
for this procedure as well, depending on the time of my life that I've been in, because sometimes I've had higher anxiety in general. So I got an anxiety medication and it really helped for the procedure. So if you do have claustrophobia or you don't like small spaces, I would highly recommend getting an anxiety medication for this procedure. Before being put in the machine, they strap you in with a few belts over your chest. They give you a squeeze ball in your hand so that if you ever need to get out of the machine, you can squeeze that and they will take you out. And they also give you a headset to protect your ears because it is a very loud machine. Sometimes they'll put music on through those headphones. It kind of just depends what hospital you're at and where you're getting the procedure done. So once you're all strapped into the machine, they slide you in. And essentially for this procedure, you need to do a series of breathing exercises. So you have to hold your breath quite a few times throughout this procedure to ensure that you aren't moving and they can get clear images. So something that really helps me when I'm in this machine is to try to think of what other people are doing at that moment while I'm in the machine. So I try to think of like what my mom's doing or what my friends would be doing at this moment or think about a past event or a future event, trying to just kind of not focus on that exact moment and be a little bit less mindful of what's going on in that moment in the machine and more looking at past things or future things. And I find that this really helps me to calm down and it distracts your mind, which is really good, especially because you're not really able to focus too deeply on your breathing. Because if you do that, you might start to panic because you are having to hold your breath and whatnot. So halfway through the procedure, they will release a dye through your IV, and um, the dye feels very cold in your arm. It's, it's a very strange feeling, but it doesn't hurt. And like I said, this procedure typically lasts 20 to 30 minutes, depending on if they get the images correctly the first time and whatnot. So what to expect post-procedure? So this was something that I did not know before going into this procedure the first time. Something that you need to expect after having this procedure is to have diarrhea. The contrast dye will cause you to have diarrhea after the procedure. So sometimes I've had urgency right at the end of my procedure um, with when I'm still in the MRI machine and sometimes it's been a few hours later. Regardless, be sure to be near a bathroom after this procedure. Don't go out for like, you know, whatever after. Just try to go home or be near a bathroom at the minimum. Second thing to know is that this, the IV medication that they administer to you or the dye that you drink can cause some side effects for you. I personally get blurry vision and dry mouth after this procedure for about 15 minutes. This is completely normal, but it was something that really shocked me and scared me the first time I had this procedure because nobody told me that I would have blurry vision and I had driven myself there because there was no instructions to do otherwise. So ex expect to possibly have blurry vision after. Um, and so if you if you can, err on the side of the caution and get somebody to drive you to this procedure. And after you've had it one time, you'll be able to know if you do get blurry vision from this um, medication and you'll be able to go from there. But otherwise, post-procedure is fairly smooth and it's fairly easy. Um, those are just a few things to note and to make sure that you're prepared for if you do have this procedure done. So overall, this is everything that I can share regarding an MRE. 
And I hope that you found this useful and that it is helpful for you and you know what to expect going into this procedure if you ever do need to get it. So I hope that you found it helpful and that you learned about a new imaging technique that you could possibly use with your Crohn's or colitis or any GI symptoms that you may be having. Maybe it's worth mentioning to your doctor to see if this could be a possible solution for any unresolved issues that you may be having. So if you enjoyed this post, I have another post that I did on my top six tips for stomach bloating and stomach distension, which will be linked within the blog post associated with today's podcast episode. So overall, I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you are doing well, and I hope that you are staying safe. Have a good day, and I will see you here next week. Bye, everyone. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to check out the blog at gutsyfeeling.com and join me over on social media at gutsyfeeling on Instagram and Facebook. I'll see you back here next week for another Gutsy Combo.